Welcome to Health Essentials, a Cleveland Clinic podcast. There's so much health advice floating around, online, among friends, but who can you really trust? Trust the experts. Listen to the world's brightest medical minds, our very own Cleveland Clinic experts. We ask them real questions, tough and intimate health questions, and we get real answers, all originally recorded live. Hi, and thank you for joining us. My name is Nada Youssef. I'm your host today. And today we have Dr. Leonard Calabrese, rheumatologist in Cleveland Clinic, and we are talking about your immune system and how it's affected by diet, stress, and exercise. Uh, but before we begin, please remember, this is for informational purposes only and to not replace your own physician's advice. Thank you so much for coming today. Hey, my pleasure. <laughs> Can you uh, give a little introduction about yourself to our viewers? Yeah, I am a clinical immunologist here. I had the section of clinical immunology. And uh, we deal with the diseases of the immune system. Um, we deal with it when it is overactive, uh, diseases of autoimmunity, rheumatoid arthritis, and lupus, and um, a variety of other diseases. We also uh, deal with immune problems when the immune system is underactive, immunodeficiencies, uh, such as HIV, um, and uh, congenital uh, uh, genetic uh, primary states. So we're always trying to find the right balance between overactivity and underactivity, and that's really what immunologic health uh, is conceptually. Great, great, thank you. Okay, well, let's go ahead and start by the first question here. Why should we be concerned about immunological health, and what is it? Yeah, well, you know, health is a concept of... Uh, you know, being sound in mind, body, and spirit. Uh, it is the absence of disease. Um, it is uh, uh, a concept of wellness. Uh, it is the way that we want to be. Mm -hmm. I think most of us have the traditional view of being healthy um, is to be uh, good cardiovascular endurance, uh, muscle and strength training, um, ideal body weight, um, uh, uh, good uh, tone, bone health, etc. Uh, but I have a different view um, uh, that is complementary to this, and that is is that uh, central to health, particularly for the 50 million Americans that have immunologic diseases, is to optimize your immune health. And that means uh, that your immune system is poised to protect you from danger infections, toxins, uh, allergens, uh, etc. Um, but it is not overactive, causing inflammation for either acute or chronic inflammatory diseases. And it's not underactive to leave you vulnerable to uh, infections, including colds and flus and a lot of more serious things. So a recent um, kind of paradigm shift is that um, uh, we can influence and change our behaviors, diet, exercise, stress modification, mm -hmm. sleep hygiene, and others, um, to optimize our immune system. And if you are one of the 50 million people with immunologic diseases, uh, that's particularly important. If you're just a person who wants uh, optimal immune health, it's good for you too. Great, awesome, thank you. Okay, well, we have uh, Nicole. Um, I have angioedema that is not hereditary, and I was told diet, stress, and exercise affect me. I do know that when I exercise, it sometimes doesn't react, but sometimes during menstrual cycle, it flares up. Any advice? 
Well, let me give you a 30,000 foot view over behavior and optimizing immunologic health. Um, uh, there are five things that we like to tell people, and uh, I uh, write about this uh, a, a lot uh, uh, and uh, uh, tweet about this, uh, so hopefully you'll, you'll be joining me uh, somewhere down the line. Uh, the first thing is to eliminate the negatives that drag your immune system down and those things that are polluting your body, and particularly things like smoking, excesses of alcohol, drugs, um, excessive uh, sun exposure uh, without protection. Um, these things are all important. Um, in addition to that, then there are four additional other domains, just to give you the, the, the uh, kind of the big picture of things that we can do behaviorally. Uh, we can change our diet to an anti-inflammatory diet. Um, and uh, this is uh, largely going from the standard American diet, called the SAD diet, mm -hmm. um, to uh, a more plant-based diet, a more Mediterranean diet, um, uh, eating wholesome and real foods uh, that are, are, are available and colorful and uh, uh, fill your plate. Um, my colleague, uh, Roxanne Sukol here at the Cleveland Clinic, um, has a wonderful blog called Your Health is on Your Plate. I recommend that you follow this for dietary recommendations. The second thing is exercise. And the relationship between exercise and immunity is what we call a J-curve. Uh, being sedentary makes you vulnerable to uh, ubiquitous infections like uh, colds and flus, etc. Exercising moderately, moderately, getting our 150 minutes of moderate to high physical activity a week, and that can be done in five or 10 minute little bundles, um, uh, will reduce your risk for these. And at the other end is uh, training and training hard, what uh, sports scientists call overreaching or overtraining. Uh, that can make you vulnerable as well. The third and the most important domain to me is to modify stresses and to work on achieving mental and spiritual health. Um, I mean, this is something we're all interested in and um, I, we can talk more about it as we move along. And lastly, let's not forget about sleep hygiene. Um, sure. Poor sleep uh, drags the immune system down as it uh, ha affects uh, our brain and the way we interact. So. All of these things are important. So angioedema and urticaria, yes, they're influenced by particularly um, the axis between the brain and the immune system. We know that some people, when they have excessive anxiety, can get urticaria. And um, uh, some people can be brought on by uh, overexertion. You have to find where your place is and then work on these four domains and optimize uh, what you can do. Awesome. Very informative. Thank you. And uh, next to Luann, uh, Graves' disease. After 20 years without a thyroid and medication changes, right and left, what all of a sudden would make the TSH go off the charts? You know, I can't answer that question about your in particular case, but something has gone wrong. Graves' disease is an autoimmune disease. We pr produce antibodies against our our thyroid. Mm -hmm. um, uh, uh, these antibodies uh, 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 influence the, the function of thyroid cells and lead to uh, some local regional uh, inflammation. So, you know, 20 years is a, a long time. And one of the things uh, that I talk about uh, 
in my monographs and uh, my blogs um, is the influence of aging on immune system. You know, uh, I, 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 I hate to break this to everyone, but uh, you know, as we age, everything kind of goes downhill. We're not as strong as we were. Um, um, our kidney function slightly declines. Our, um, our, our cardiovascular function, our brains tend to slow down. Our immunologic systems age as well. And uh, this is an area of recent and intense interest because this aging process, the, the, the aging of the immune system um, is influenced by a variety of factors, some of which are under behavioral um, influence. Mm. So particularly chronic stress, PTSD, uh, and beyond, uh, this all can uh, uh, influence our immunologic aging. Being good to ourselves in those domains I talked about um, uh, has the capacity to slow immunologic aging. Okay, great. Now, is there, I know we should always be healthy, eat right, sleep, exercise. Is there a certain age that we should be doing something different or should we just continue on? Well, I think it's a lifelong process and, and uh, I don't actually ever use the word diet. I, I like to have a healthy eating style. Mm -hmm. I think that the one thing that is hardest uh, for my patients and when I talk to people in public is the notion of mental and spiritual health. And, you know, there are many roads to this mm -hmm. and uh, I, I'll just mention a few. Um, you know, being stressed um, has been shown to suppress the immune system. If you're a caregiver for someone with a terminal disease or a caregiver for someone with uh, dementia, this mm -hmm. is terribly stressful and our, our immune system is worn down. Um, well, there's no simple answer to these situations. Um, there are buffers uh, for stress in immunity. And uh, uh, the ones that uh, I like to uh, uh, talk about are the ones that I engage in myself, and that's mindfulness meditation. So meditation, everybody's familiar with this. This has uh, you know, been around for 2,500 years. This is uh, espoused by you know, uh, many Eastern religions, and it has you know, spiritual and religious connotations. Well, it's been westernized, mm -hmm. and there are techniques that um, uh, you can engage in that don't require you to be a monk, that don't require an hour a day, uh, that don't require a day of silence, that require no religious or spiritual connotations. Uh, and we have found that uh, periods of meditation as short as 15 minutes, 15 minutes, um, uh, can have a calming effect. And right now we're studying actually the um, uh, genetic changes influenced by that. Uh, there's a program available at the Cleveland Clinic called Stress Free Now on our website. It's Google Stress Free Now Cleveland Clinic. You can come to it. Um, uh, it's a very inexpensive lifetime subscription and it is guided. And actually it was the program that uh, let me break through in my own uh, mindfulness meditation pro uh, uh, habits. Great, great. Okay, well the questions keep coming in. We have Jan. How much sleep should I be getting each night to keep my immune system healthy? Yeah. <laughs> So, um, you know, this is, a, uh, this is a, an interesting and complex area. And of the areas that I talk about, this is the one that uh, I think has the least uh, hard data um, in terms of sleep hygiene and immune function. 
but um, uh, we're vulnerable to lack of sleep throughout our lives, uh, particularly when we're younger and we're more active and, you know, we have things to do, uh, you know, and, and this relates to children, adolescents, and teenagers, and young adults as well. Uh, everyone says that, you know, oh, I only need this and I only need that uh, sleep. If you take the, try to draw this curve and you get right in the middle of it, you know, somewhere between, um, you know, seven and a half and eight and a half hours is probably a sweet spot. I need a little bit more than that. <laughs> sure. And uh, there are other people who say, oh, I only need six hours right. of sleep, etc. But um, uh, uh, there, there's so much to this area of sleep hygiene. And how do we correct this? You know, a few points that uh, try to get go, go to bed at the same hour every night. You know, wild swings of going to bed at 1 and going to bed at 10.30 uh, don't help. Mm -hmm. um, you know, make your bedroom, you know, a place for sleeping, like TVs and this and bright lights, um, dark spaces, um, uh, comfortable surroundings, uh, cool environment, uh, very helpful. You know, I find it kind of interesting if you go online, there's so many apps and, um, you know, devices to help people sleep. You know, sleep is natural. Right. And, you know, I like to approach it naturally. You know, what's wrong with a quiet, dark room that's cool and inviting and comfortable? Um, I don't think we need to totally reinvent this. But some people have genuine sleep disorders, ranging from hypersomnolence and narcolepsy uh, to people that just have uh, intrusion on their sleep, can't fall asleep, can't stay asleep. Mm -hmm. You know, the, there are, um, uh, you know, consultants and people who deal with that. Great. Uh, let's see. And um, Darren, is there, um, are there vitamins that I could take to help me with stress? Um, you know, I, I, so the whole topic of vitamins and immunity is uh, very interesting. Um, uh, in my uh, writings and blogs, I um, do not advocate uh, vitamins in general. I uh, advocate a diet of real food, colorful food um, that is has all the daily requirements for vitamins and also has all the additional nutrients and flavonoids uh, that are found in uh, uh, gen genuine uh, plant-based eating. Um, now, I'm assuming that, you know, uh, that uh, uh, we're not talking about vitamin deficiency. Mm -hmm. um, so for a person who's eating a healthful diet, a Mediterranean diet, plant-based diet, there's really no need to uh, supplement. There's a few small exceptions along the, the way. Mm -hmm. And there are many, there's much writing on this, you know, um, um, uh, who is... Uh, 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 wants to add anti-inflammatory supplements um, you know, uh, omega-3 fat, fatty acids in the form of fish oils. Um, there's good evidence that that can actually um, treat certain conditions like arthritis, has a very small cardioprotective effect. Uh, but uh, as we add these on, there are side effects and dyspepsia. Uh, there are anti-inflammatory supplements, curcumin and mm -hmm. others that I think have very small effects. An anti-inflammatory diet is, is uh, uh, more important. I do feel vitamin D has a special place. Um, being even modestly deficient in vitamin D can um, uh, detract from our immune system. And I have no problems in anyone taking up to 2,000 units of vitamin D 
a day, the actual recommended dose in the diet is still a moving target. But there sure. are some good data to show that supplementing it might be able to reduce colds and flus. So more whole food, less processed. Plant yes, and so the, the good question that often follows is, you know, should I eat organically or should I not right. eat organically? Right. The difference between organic and non-organic food, if you're eating a good uh, healthy diet, Mediterranean diet, plant-based diet, um, uh, organic versus non-organic production, there's really very little difference in the nutrients in the food, uh, vitamins, minerals, uh, composition, all the additional uh, 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 flavonoids and other compounds that influence our immune system. The big difference is that organic foods are devoid of uh, the uh, pesticides and toxins mm. um, uh, that can be in commercially produced food. Mm. Um, you know, there's a yin and yang for this. You know, a lot of people would like to eat organic, but there are costs involved. And, sure. you know, um, uh, if you can't afford organic, eat uh, non-organic. But what I would do is look for um, the lists that are published online for those food products um, that carry the most toxins. And it's published every year called the Dirty Dozen. Uh, and things such as uh, fresh berries this year, um, okay. uh, peaches and... Um, uh, uh, if you if you can afford it, go for those, um, and okay. you know, go for the rest uh, uh, as much as you can. Great, awesome. And we have Anne. Does rosacea have its cause primarily in stress, and is it linked in any way to autoimmune diseases? Yeah, rosacea is a, a very common problem. For those of you who aren't familiar, it's a uh, a red rash uh, on the cheeks. Uh, it's uh, quite common. Uh, it's often confused in our clinic that uh, people think that they have a disease called lupus, which can do something similar, but it's quite distinct. Um, uh, in its mild form, uh, it, 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 you know, it's not uh, cosmetically disturbing, uh, but it can get severe, and people suffer uh, with rosacea. The cause of it uh, is actually poorly understood. Mm. And there are immune factors and vascular factors uh, that contribute dilation of the vessels, um, uh, uh, the release of uh, 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 what we call vasoactive substances um, uh, and inflammation in this lesion. Um, I know of no specific data on uh, 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 immunologic health access and rosacea, in other words, controlled trials of uh, mindfulness meditation or exercise, etc. But I would strongly um, uh, encourage, um, uh, after you've had uh, adequate diagnosis and conservative um, uh, medical treatment, to try uh, adopting an anti-inflammatory Mediterranean diet um, and uh, to examine um, in the context of something like stress-free now or something equivalent, how your stresses are playing out, uh, because that can lead to, you know, when you're, when you're excited or mm -hmm. mad, you can become flushed. Uh, those are the kind of things um, that can influence uh, different types of rashes. Remember, your brain and your immune system are one. They're totally one. And um, uh, uh, as you work on your mental and spiritual health, your immune system will come around. Excellent. Great. 
Okay, and we have um, Javier. Does stress really trigger MS? You know, um, there are there are some data uh, uh, for many immunologic diseases. I, I do not believe that stress alone um, is an adequate trigger for uh, virtually any diseases, other than some allergic uh, and vasoactive reactions where we can uh, demonstrate this, and uh, diseases like Raynaud's phenomena where people's hands turn uh, uh, blanch often can occur with the emotional upset. Um, as with other immune-mediated inflammatory diseases, we call them IMIDs. Um, these are diseases with shared pathways, multiple sclerosis, rheumatoid arthritis, inflammatory bowel disease, uh, celiac disease, psoriasis, etc. All of them involve a combination of genes, mm -hmm. those that you're dealt with, in, in, that you're born with, mm -hmm. and then um, uh, the influence of environment of the environment itself. Um, I can't speak directly to MS um, uh, uh, in uh, uh, many of these regards, but it, I suspect that there are as rich data as there are for many other images that um, uh, the same domains that we're talking about it can influence this. But stress alone is inadequate without the right genetic uh, background. Excellent. Great. And I will give you one more question, and I'll let you have the floor. Um, I have Stan. I have RA, and I'm on drugs to weaken my immune system. As we go into a cold and flu season, are there things I can do to keep myself healthy? That's a great question, mm -hmm. and uh, one that I actually feel virtually every day. Mm -hmm. And uh, first of all, having rheumatoid arthritis today is, uh, you know, uh, there's so many uh, excellent therapies, and I'm sure your rheumatologist is prescribing them, and they do affect your immune system. So you have all the more reason to engage in a program to make yourself immune strong, as we like to say. Um, and uh, so for you, an anti-inflammatory diet, um, even more potent, uh, vitamin D and doses that I've already discussed. Moderate exercise, can't, em can't emphasize this enough. I'd like to just take a break here and talk about exercise for a second. Sure. You know, many people think like, well, I, I'm not doing anything. I'm never going to do 150 minutes uh, a week. We have a, we have a philosophy. We call it instant recess, mm -hmm. and that uh, we believe that everyone can engage in moderate exercise. And if you're doing nothing, we encourage people to start with two or three minutes a day. Mm -hmm. uh, just get up and walk once an hour. Uh, there have been some recent studies that show that walking five minutes an hour, five times a day, is better than going to a gym and hitting the treadmill for half an hour awesome. uh, in terms of your overall health. Mm -hmm. um, we do it in our own work, uh, uh, myself and my nurse practitioner and my admin. Mm -hmm. uh, we like to take these brief walks, and we know that it works, and my patients are walking literally with me in a, in a figurative sense. So um, do that. Even at some meetings, instead of just taking a break, we'll do some okay. kind of calisthenics, some uh, uh, standing yoga, uh, engage. Uh, work on your stressors and, and sleep hygiene. Um, all we can do is to optimize our immune system, and it does help. Great. Well, um, that's all the time that we have for today, but before I let you go, is there anything else you would like our viewers to know? 
No, I, I you know, we've uh, engaged in a series of uh, articles with uh, U.S. News on immunologic health, mm -hmm. um, and uh, I, I've been posting them uh, on my Twitter line. Uh, please follow me on Twitter. Uh, uh, we have a wealth of information that we put out regularly on immunologic health, mm -hmm. and we want you all to be immune strong. And Dr. Calabrese's Twitter handle is at LCalabreseDO. We'll also put it in the comments section. And for more health tips and information, make sure you keep following us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and Snapchat, one word, Cleveland Clinic. Thank you so much for watching. This concludes this Cleveland Clinic Health Essentials podcast. Thank you for listening. Join us again soon.